Hey y'all, this is Steve West with Silver Piston, and you're listening to Southern Fried Philosophy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the HB5 Studios right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. I'll be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you today. we got some wacky news, some amazing Amazon review reviews, and we have our special guest, Steve West from SilverPiston.com. Without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right, I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina. He is 2016's Honorable Mention Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old Mike number one. It's Mojo! What up, dog? Playa, how you doing? We might have to change that intro because number one, my daughter just does not like me right now. So. Well, you're still number one in my book. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> Or runner up. I appreciate that. Hey, everyone, thanks for tuning in once again. Uh, you can find us out at the website at www.southernfryphilosophy.com. We're proud to say we actually have some stuff up on it. Yeah, we go. Finally, after a year, our one-year anniversary, we got motivated. Yeah. <laughs> so you can find us on Facebook at Southern Fry Philosophy. You can also find us at uh, Instagram and the Twitters at SFP Radio. So let's kick it off, buddy. I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week. Hey, buddy. How you been doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> What's burning your biscuits this week? Traffic in the Charlotte area. Mm. I, I know everyone talks about that. Sure. You know, hey, I, we, our town has the worst traffic. I, yep. mean, I came from a small town of like 15,000, and then <laughs> 5 o'clock hits, you have the traffic, you know. So. Right. But, dude, Charlotte traffic. It's getting bad, isn't it? And they're expecting another 750,000 people to move in the next eight years. Mm. So, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do, uh, Hopefully, the jets and the space car will be here by then, because it is <laughs> ridiculous out there. We should so. have had it by now, right? Yeah. According to the Jetsons. Well, you know, and uh, I mean, like, you literally, you can drive six miles from my house, mm. it, or, you know, it takes 20 minutes to go six miles, or I can get downtown Charlotte, which is like 22 miles in 20 minutes. So, just no, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. I mean, of course, when school gets back in here shortly, it's going to be even more of a nightmare. So, mm. I don't know. Not a fan of the traffic, man. I tell you, it's uh, we're stuck, not stuck, but we, I work from from home in Concord, and like I don't even like going downtown anymore. Right, it just it's so much of a handle because you're like three blocks from downtown. I mean downtown Charlotte. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I should say um, it's just it's just a handle. Like downtown Concord, we can walk, but right. obviously I'm not walking to downtown Charlotte. That'd be that'd be a little bit of a, a little bit of a hike, I'd bet. <laughs> I would be dead by the time I got there. I'm <laughs> I think anyone. Right I think anybody would. <laughs> No, it's uh, yeah, traffic, man. Uh, what's your favorite road rage song? Oh man, I usually, if I'm in road rage, I'll play the like the Top Gun theme song. <laughs> <laughs> You're so softcore. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Hey, uh, you know, you know sometimes just, you got to be goose yeah. or maverick. Yeah. So. Well, I'm, when I'm driving, I'm maverick, and I just <laughs> I just fly all over the place. What about you? Uh, probably Metallica, Chuck. You know, their first probably their, anything off their first album, just mm. turn it on or Hell's uh, Hell's Bells or Highway to Hell from ACDC because you just you know, that in that moment. But in my older age, I'm starting to cool down a little bit. Just <laughs> let people pass on by. They got somewhere to be a little quicker than I do. So, sure. And hopefully they have their organ donor registration card filled out. There you go. Perfect. I'm I'm good. I'll never forget. I was in theology class and we um we were in the basement it, it, in Campbellsville. All the theology classes were stuck in the basement. And so we're uh, we're having class from one of our professors that was a pastor in the um, in the local area, and then all of a sudden we hear Hell's Bells, and he goes, "What the hell is that? Hell's Bells?" <laughs> <laughs> and so every time I hear Hell's yeah. Bells, I always think of they always think of that guy of Hurch Hurch and saying, "What the hell?" Well, Hell's you know, uh, you know another another place that uh, that had their theology class in the basement, don't you? Mm-hmm. David Koresh. Oh, uh, there Branch you go. Ladies. Yeah. So how you be doing? I'm good, man. We, uh, you, you were part of taking care of uh, one of our, our family members, our group family members' mm-hmm. wedding this week, and so my well, wife, your wife did too. So. My wife did some. I had to skip out just because 
not in the decorated mood and I couldn't stay up 24 hours to cook some meat. <laughs> so um, my wife did the, the decorating and your wife did the decorating. Yeah. Looked oh. fantastic. Looked it did really look good. good. It did, it did look good. Um, so for me, I've just kind of been chillaxing a little bit. A little context for that. We have a, we have a, what we call a missional family. Yeah. Uh, Biggin and I and our wives, we run a, a missional family group about every other week mm-hmm. at our house. And everybody just gets together. We sit and eat, break bread, catch up on each other's lives and do that. Anyway, one of our, like I said, one of our members was getting mm-hmm. married. Yeah, it was pinched for budget, needed help. Mm-hmm. Um, so we jumped in just as a family yeah. and helped do everything. So it was, I think it was a pretty awesome thing. Everybody felt great about it. A lot of high fives and attaboys. So we had a good time. My wife came home, gave me a good game. I was like, I didn't even do anything. Well, hello, Tom. Appreciate it. Well, eventually. Yeah, that yeah. was nice. You talked her into it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just kind of been uh, taking it easy. Um, work's starting to calm down, but it's good. starting to ramp back up. Yeah, I, I, I can see it. I, yeah, like, the season. Ah, the season for you. Yep. Yeah, so I'm going to probably go in a hole probably around August and probably not come out until October. After October, and uh, <laughs> that'll be about it. We're podcasting from somewhere in America in a basement. <laughs> or just JT's work. Or no bunker. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's been my week. Well, we we did get to enjoy, you guys got to come over to our house. We had a solo dinner, so that was yeah. good. So we enjoyed yeah. that. And um, this Friday, I'm going to um, Whiskey Prison and hang out with Leanne and enjoy some of those fine food trucks that are out yeah, there. Yeah. So Friday, I don't know if you are going or not. But I might, I might do that. It'd yep. be kind of fun. Yeah. So and go back to listen to our podcast mm-hmm. on that Whiskey Prison. Mm-hmm. Um, Leanne Powell is the owner of that, and she makes some fi- mighty fine spirits. They actually just debuted their new mm-hmm. spirit, which seems to be your favorite. Out right? of the box, it's the apple dumpling. Um, and I don't know how to explain it. Like the viscosity of the liquid is the same as like everything else, just like water, right? Mm-hmm. But when you drink it, it feels like it's thick. Like I mean, it feels like you're drinking like apple and caramel mm. and some dumpling like inside of it. I mean, it's delicious. It's really really good. So you you can't even taste anything that's in there. It's just just besides apples and yummy goodness. So. So yeah, they, like I said, they just debuted that um, this, yeah, just this past week. Yeah, and uh, go back and listen to episode twenty four. That's where she talks about her company and just how she started and, yeah. and some cool, exciting things. Hey, they're the only uh, distillery in a former prison, right? Yeah, the only one. Well, I think there's one the in only, Japan. Well, the, yes, maybe. Right. They're, they're the only official. Mm. I mean, of course, distilling goes on uh, goes, <laughs> goes on every day in toilets in our prisons of America. Right. So, but she's the only one well, actually licensed. Yeah, bottle it up it. and sell it in a store. And allegedly, it's haunted too. Which yeah. we did. We did uh, Biggin's uh, birthday walk out there for his for his uh, his what thirty second birthday. Uh, yeah, you yeah. can say that. Go that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's been fun. So we'll uh, we'll check it out on Friday. All right. So let's go to uh, some wacky news. How bizarre. So you got some uh, some wacky news for us? I, I think so. Um, <laughs> anytime you see a woman being arrested for this, I think mm-hmm. it's kind of wacky because I, I, hopefully my <laughs> wife would never do this. But authorities allege a Pennsylvania woman set her sleeping boyfriend on fire, <laughs> then doused him, or excuse me, then doused the flames with urine. What? I, you know, I, I could bore you and read the whole thing, but mm. basically uh, Penn Hills Police Chief uh, Howard Burton says 38-year-old Lee Ann Seplick, uh, and the man argued early Sunday after he <laughs> fell asleep. She doused him with gasoline, mm-hmm. set oh him ablaze. Uh, her parents live upstairs, heard the man screams, and rushed into the room. Uh, Burton says <laughs> the uh, Lee Ann uh, threw at least two buckets of urine <laughs> oh. on him. Like collected urine. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's do some analysis. Yeah, on let's where, break this down. Where did that come from? At what point do you look around your bedroom and say to yourself, "Well, to extinguish this fire, I'm going to use these two buckets of urine I've been collecting for how long?" Okay, well, I'll read a little bit further down. The couple oh, no. had been urinating in buckets Here we go. as to not disturb the parents. <laughs> oh my what God. the? At what point? 
do you not you know wake up the next day and say hey i got an idea let me just pour this down the the toilet Take it outside. Yeah, or, or like get rid of it. Don't yeah, drink leave it, it there. Yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> but why is there? And then what, what? What point do you say? Well, this one's full. Let me get another one and not empty the first one. That we've got some problems, people. Well, that's uh, that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> so, so a sepulch was charged in Allegheny County with attempted homicide mm-hmm. and arson. Allegheny, that's where my grandma's from. How about it? Maybe she knows something about it. <laughs> uh, Burton, uh, uh, Burton, the chief, uh, says the man's oh, injuries gosh. aren't life-threatening. Sure they're not. But he smells like pee. <laughs> and that pride just went and down the toilet. And they ate asparagus the night before. The so. one thing that uh, that needed to go down the toilet, the pee, did not, but his pride just did. I, I wonder if their relationship's over. I, it, would that be a deal breaker for you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> If we thought the uh, Donald Trump uh, golden shower dossier was oh. scandal, which turned out to not be true, this is definitely mm. on that line. So, Good night. Speaking about police, uh, this new live PD thing is owning me like none other. This new TV show on A&E. Yeah, I, have, I, haven't, I haven't seen it live. I've seen some episodes recorded. And, of course, um, I'm, I'm a native-born South Carolinian, mm-hmm. and we have hey, two towns that are on there. Hey, y'all. Y'all need to get your jack to stuff up together. Dude, it is. I I have a lot of uh, friends still in the police force down there mm-hmm. in Greenville County, and I uh, know a few of them that have been on there. So. <laughs> but, man, yeah. we, we Dude, I'm telling you. It's, if you don't know about the show, it's basically cops, but it's live. Right. And it's like three hours long, and there's like six different police departments that, that this uh, central um, – Command yeah, camera pr- producing. Yeah. yeah, they're they're. I think they're in Arizona, and they go throughout the uh, communities and they film all week. And then you know they'll give you some highlights of things that happen for the week. But then they'll go live to some traffic stops. It's like Friday and, and Saturday like night, right? Yeah. Which so. oh my gosh, yeah. the one that I I watched was a uh, a guy flipped a car with his daughter inside mm. of it. And got out and tried to beat up the police officer with his daughter in his arms, and and like was swinging and all this kind of stuff. Well, the cop was, had to get the the guy away. Yeah, was he using his kid as a weapon? Yeah, wow. like and and just going what was, nuts. What was on. he on? They couldn't. They they sat, found some drugs in, in the. Because he took the rest of them. Well, <laughs> but they. <laughs> what was funny was not funny. It's sad, but. Like he was like, "Why did you run?" He's like, "Well, I had a warrant." He goes, I, "The cop said I looked. You don't have any warrants." It's <laughs> like I did all this for nothing. He goes, "Yes, as a matter of fact." Wow. Oh, uh, but it's a great show. Like I'm kind of hooked. So I, guess, I mean, hey, reality TV sometimes like that because yeah. people live vicariously through yeah. one in, one in, one into the scope, either the cop scope or the criminal scope. <laughs> right. So. There, yeah. there was in that same episode a woman who claimed that the neighbor stole a. 15 foot palm tree from her yard the night before mm. like but there's no signs that you know that it was stolen or anything like it's it was probably not even a tree yeah it was insane absolutely insane so speaking of some crazy red neighbors yeah okay and you had another wacky news yeah this one comes out of maryland um <laughs> ambulance stolen in maryland Found outside of Seven Eleven on free Slurpee Day. No, I missed the memo about free Slurpee Day. Did you get it? I did not, but okay. I did hear that this Friday is eighty cent uh, dozen donut at Krispy Kreme. Are you serious? And one play show. Yep. Go get a dozen All donuts right. for like eighty something cent. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, they they track this thing with GPS. <laughs> uh, I mean, this guy like multi county like car chase. They you know backed off whatever, but. Um, no information on the suspect was available immediately at this time of this posting. Um, but yeah, they, this, mm. this guy led these police to a <laughs> rush hour and ended up in front of the Seven Eleven for Slurpee. Listen, day. sometimes a search Slurpee that's goals right there, buddy. And slushy are an emergency, man. Sometimes you just gotta be like, get out the way. Yeah, I, I, I gotta get me a slushy. I don't do the slushies anymore after my mm. blue slushy. And I stuff, heard about so, that yeah, one. We just, mm. Yeah, no moss. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll get a Coke. Slushy. No, those aren't bad. And, yeah. and they taste delicious. Yeah. I don't mind the cheer wine and slushy either. But mm. sounds good. Yeah, I might get one after work. There you go. Um, all right. So here's mine. I don't know if you know <laughs> the irony on this one. Um, Melania Trump. Did you know what her platform uh, was going to be when she was ru- when Donald was running and whatnot? What <laughs> what she said she was going to help stop uh, as the the first lady. 
uh, the decimation of the English English language. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost just as ron- ironic. So, uh, you know, Michelle Obama had obesity. She was going to try to nip that one in the bud. She did a pretty good job with school lunches there. Nailed it. <laughs> um, so this uh, recently just came out from uh, Jack Jenkins. He's the senior religion reporter out of thinkprogress.com. Uh, um, and so they, Melania Trump, actually her initiative this uh, this year as being first lady tackling cyberbullying. I don't know if you (laughs) know that or not. Uh, Less than a week before Donald Trump was elected president last November, his wife Melania declared before a Pennsylvania crowd that one of her core projects as first lady would be combating the scourge of cyberbullying. We must find better ways to honor and support the basic goodness of our children, especially in social media. (laughs) She said to Ross's applause, I don't need right, right, Roush's, I don't know how to say it, Roush, applause, uh, it will be one of the main focuses of my work if I'm privileged enough to become First Lady. Eight months later, though, um, cyberbullying expert says she has virtually nothing to show for it. A few believe she will be able to make good on her promise. As the Boston Globe's Annie Linsky reported on Friday, anti-bullying advocates say they do not, they have not yet been contacted by the Trump admin. Um, I, I got to tell you. Uh, cyberbullying, like if there's one thing that she needs to pick, maybe like empowering women, that's still a stretch. Um, pollution, no, that's still a stretch. Uh, but cyberbullying after her husband just went off on like one of the, you know, one of the ladies with like. Well, a- let's, let's preface this because I'm sure we'll get some hate. <laughs> You know, it's hate email because we we get that time to time. So, yeah. But regardless of what you think, if you voted for the guy or not, um, but he does uh, use his Twitter account pretty regular to bash people. To bash people, yeah. And well, also, yeah, just that Twitter thing, and just and also a lot of his army of trolls do the same thing, <laughs> right? So, um, yeah. That, I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's a nice way to put it, but maybe you need to talk to the guy in the house, in your house, before you kind of make that your initiative. So, <laughs> right. did did somebody not like want to say, "Hey, you might want to rethink this thing"? Right. I, I just don't. I don't get Ooh. it. Wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, it's one of you can't wrap your head around it. You can't even no. just trying to think about it. It just doesn't. It's not working. Like there's. There's times where you know, uh, <laughs> I'm just like reading Donald Trump's email. But you know, I guess, I guess, you know, maybe she's thinking, hey, it's the, you know, the kids. They can't, can't handle it. Maybe. Maybe. I, I guess. I don't know. Cause a lot of those initiatives with first ladies are kid centered, you know? So. Right. I don't know. So, wow. so this is one from two days ago. When I left Congress room for a short meetings with Japan and other countries, I asked Ivanka to hold my seat. Vandy, very standard. Angela M. agrees. Uh, and then he follows up, if Chelsea Clinton were to ask to hold her seat for her mother as her mother gave our country away, the fake news would say Chelsea for president. <laughs> <sighs> well, I mean, at some point, well, somebody should have taken his phone away. Like, you know, like celebs have like handlers that, that do their own tweets and whatnot. Yeah, you have an assistant. Just take that thing away. I don't even know where to stand on this anymore because, you know, part of what he's saying is true, but then again, you're just like, you're the POTUS. Stop right. Just, right. Just give that up, you know. I mean, I I agree. Like, he he, we knew going into it exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. So. We thought that maybe there might be a change in that, but. Mm. So, some things he's batting 100 on and other mm-hmm. things you're like, come on, I, I don't even do that. You know, and I have right. no, and I'm not even the public eye. Right. You know, so. Like I know better than that. Yeah. At least for some things. But like legitimately, like how do you mm, cyberbullying? You know, I I think the the past two years have been just a weird world of politics. <laughs> like have you, I don't know if you heard what Then there's the philosophy part of our show. <laughs> I don't know if you heard um uh, Emmanuel Macron from uh, Paris, the newly mm, elected that president. That sounds delicious. Yeah. I need a macaroon. He, uh, 
he actually just said the other day that he was going to uh, rule like the god Zeus. Zeus, let me get it. I'm there get you go. Quote. Nailed it. So we talk about arrogancy. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, he's a he's a bulldozer, man. I mean, Trump is just gonna like say it like it is, and he's gonna go for it. And there's times where I agree with that that strategy, and there's other times where I'm like, I just wish he would kind of back off just a tish. Yeah, sometimes um, sometimes a little humility and <laughs> modesty may uh, govern, you know, a little better. But right, uh, yeah, just found found the quote here: French President Emmanuel Macron will has declared he will govern France like Jupiter. <laughs> the Roman king of gods shortly after uh, officials told the media that his thought press was too comp or the media's process was too complex for a journalist to understand. <laughs> he's, he's way smarter. So yeah. Yeah. So I, we got our president doing, you know, simple, simple man language tweets. And then we have uh, the French president say he's going to rule like, uh, the, you know, the God Jupiter. So <laughs> are we, I think we're in the twilight zone. I think so, man. I, it's it's just it kind of wanted to sit back and watch. It's like live PD. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a train wreck coming somewhere, you know, but you yeah. get, you're still you, you're still staying tuned. You got your delivery pizza ordered, you know, coming in. So yeah, yeah. It, dude, it's just it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I actually have a little funny um, Donald Trump story. So just it's quick. Uh, Trump used to be business partners with a guy named Hans Gruber. <laughs> for, for those out there in podcast land, I'm sure you're from my age, you know who Hans Gruber is. From the movie? Die Hard. Die Hard, one of the greatest Christmas movies ever. Yep. Um, but yeah, he used to be business partners with a guy named Hans Gruber. So I, I don't know if I was tongue-in-cheek <laughs> back then, predictive programming, but there you go. That's crazy. Oh, and and also something happened with Junior in the news today, this week. I have no idea what, <clears throat> yeah, what happened there. I'd be honest with you. I think it's going to be a lot to do about nothing, just like all the other Russian stories. I don't but, understand the whole Russian thing. Like, maybe I just haven't watched enough news or to even care. Well, it's but it, like they say they influenced or they bought the election, but how did they buy the election? Well, number one, there's there's zero proof. Right. Number one. Uh, number two is that Russia Russia has actually probably contributed money to both sides' campaigns. I mean, they found that uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign has accepted Russian cash too. So, <laughs> well, you know, you, you can't you can't really just do this. But anyway, I guess basically to sum up the story pretty quickly, I'm sure everyone's heard about it. And we're not that type of podcast where we're going to drone on like uh, a lot of pundits, you know, po- political pundits out there that just kind of this is their oh, this is not. their cake. You know, we don't care about that. <laughs> but um, uh, evidently, Donald Trump Jr. received a email from a from a Russian um, lady by the name of Natalia Vessel. I'm going to butcher the name. Uh, Veselnikaya. Nailed it. So I'm just going to refer to her as Natalia from here on out. But um, <laughs> she wanted to. She basically claimed that she had um, some sensitive information on Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. So okay. instead of turning the turning this you know information down, mm-hmm. um, Jr you know, gladly, gleefully accepts oh, yeah. the invitation to go talk to her. So uh, not only does uh, he accept to talk, uh, not just him alone, but also Paul Manafort, who was uh, one of Donald Trump's oh, yeah. uh, campaign managers, I, th- I believe, at the time, and uh, Jared Kushner, which is Donald Trump's son-in-law. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, all three of these guys went to meet with her. Okay. Now— They got. They said they got something juicy. Something juicy. And they wanted to figure out what it is. They get in a room, and basically, what happened? What happened? happened What happened was Natalia didn't have any information on Hillary. Natalia, you gotta kind of like the name sounds hot, but she's Mm -hmm. she's not. But the problem is, like, they came with Bullwinkle and (laughs) and that squirrel, um, Rocky. That's right. Da da. (laughs) But uh, no. Basically, what happened was she wanted to get the meeting, a high profile meeting, to talk discuss um, Russia's closure on adoption. Oh, she, basically, there's a loophole where um, Russia had uh, Putin has closed adoption because there's uh, other issues with the, not just the adoption, but um, some some other issues. She wanted um, basically for Donald Trump Jr. or basically Donald Trump to use his political power if he was elected to basically open that back gotcha. up so children from Russia could be adopted out to America again. Mm-hmm. So that was basically the, what that was. Um, Paul Manafort and Kushner, to their to their credit left early on in the meeting once they mm. found out it's just basically it was just smoking mirrors to get them in the door gotcha. um, but 
uh, Donald Trump Jr. stuck around and heard the lady out. Mm-hmm. So I guess to go back and tell Dad. So that's that's what this, this latest Donald uh, Trump Jr. thing is. Mm-hmm. That sounds dangerous. Uh, he got he got baited. Mm-hmm. He, sure. he fell for it. But um, the claims that everything is explosive and and all this <laughs> stuff like that. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it is. I mean, I read the chain. I thread through the chain today, and unless they're all code words for something <laughs> bigger than what it is, then mm-hmm. sure, whatever. But <laughs> I think it's still one of those uh, nothing stories out there. But um, it, it is mm-hmm. what it is, and we'll, it, we'll find out, I'm sure. But um, but also, Comey is leaking leaked into this too. So Comey, um, uh, who was our former FBI director, who got fired. Um, is now linked into this somehow too, mm. and we're waiting to hear about that. But talking about the integrity of this guy, everybody, you know, um, liberals wanted to fire him uh, after he opened up the reopened the investigation, and then the conservatives loved him. Then once oh, yeah. the election was over with, yeah, um, this whole Russia thing started coming up. And conservatives hated him, liberals <laughs> loved him. So, but evidently, what kind of what kind of I mean, can you really question the? I mean, you got to question the integrity of a man who would actually have some type of dossier of information hmm. sit on it for six months right gets fired and all of a sudden he's gonna, he, oh, he, he, he's, if it was that sensitive to national security shouldn't you have like from day one right so I, I don't understand how this whole story is you know politics is nasty it's you know basically soap opera for ugly people i guess that's what they say but we're real pd for politicians <laughs> but dude it's, it's so stupid yeah no, so, I, I agree so I, I think it's gonna blow over again of course everybody's got to up in arms about it. You got the conservatives who automatically run and defend the guy no mm-hmm. matter what right. happens. And you have liberals who are looking for blood <laughs> at, you know, if he orders a McDonald's burger. So Speaking of, when is Shark Week? <laughs> Every week, <laughs> <laughs> seems like. <laughs> I've already seen these commercials with, um, uh, anyway, uh, Phelps, Phelps. Michael yeah, Michael Phelps. Phelps. Okay. Yeah, racing the shark. Anyway, I guess uh, so that was our, our Trump update. When you're perfect in every way. I can't wait to look in the mirror Cause I get better looking each day To know me is to love me Well, I must be a hell of a man Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble But I'm doing the best that I can All right, there's our Trump update. All right, so we're going to take uh, a moment, and we're going to get uh, ready for some Amazon review reviews. There's nothing like a good review to make us want to blow. So affirmation, never ration, change the con to pro. For every time they praise us, our ego quickly raises with the views in the news. All right, so mine is a book. I don't. I know you like to read. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've read this one or not. It's called "Where Is Baby's Belly Button," and it's a lift the flap book. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is here is the review. Do not buy this book. You can see the ending right on the cover. This book is completely misleading. The entire plot revolves around finding a baby's belly button. The title <laughs> makes it much clearer from the beginning. However, there's no mystery. There's no twist. The baby's belly button is right where it's supposed to be, on the baby's stomach, right where it clearly shows you on the cover of the book. Mm. So there's a spoiler alert right there. If you go, if you go to pick up that, that wonderful Speaking book there. Speaking of uh, books, mm-hmm. uh, here's a... Uh, I don't think it was a bestseller, but okay. uh, for seven bucks you can pick up. And, and actually, yesterday was Prime Day, so you yeah. probably could have maybe saved a few bucks. But it's called Crafting with Cat Hair. <laughs> Cute handicrafts to make with your cat. Wow. This book will teach you how to make finger puppets out of your hair, <laughs> the hair that your cat sheds. You can probably imagine how amazing the comments are. As well as this. Mm. Um, best review of this was, I purchased the, this book as I was tired of people sitting too near me on public transport. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, another one that I've got is Creative Arts by Charles Leonard. It's glitter. So just imagine um, a 16-ounce bottle of glitter. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and this is a long one, so here we go. <clears throat> so I wake up in the middle of the night in my two-bedroom apartment, and I find my roommate passed out face down on the wooden floor. I think nothing of it and go back to sleep. The next morning, I wake up to go to work, and there's a homeless guy asleep on my couch. My roommate woke up still drunk and has made friends with a bum. He is. This is the second time he's left a stranger off the street to stroll into my house. Great. You're probably thinking, what does that have to do with arts and crafting? Well, I bought this product and proceeded to cover everything my roommate owns in glitter. Every t-shirt, every book, every pair of shoes, his bed, I covered his entire life in glitter. He will have glitter in every crevice of his body until he dies. Did some of it track over my apartment? Yes. Does the carpet look like a Care Bear farted all over it? Yes. (laughs) Did he threaten to kill me? Sure. But will he ever let another stranger sleep on the couch? No. I will never have to worry about a random guy off the street murdering me in the night? No. All for the security of 1244. Unbelievable, staggering value. I cannot recommend enough. So if you want some glitter, that's a good idea. For $86,000, only <laughs> you can buy the Monte Grappa Chaos Gold and Enamel Automatic Watch. Oh, wow. You may be asking yourself, what is this? What? So as a color commentator here, I'm going to try to describe this thing. Mm-hmm. If, uh, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow? Mm-hmm. Yep. Caribbean, you know, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And Chris Angel had a baby. Wow. They, I... they would buy this watch. Okay. It is literally like gold um, serpents and skulls and has like a red ribbon mm-hmm. and uh, Roman num- uh, numerals as the watch. Um, but, yeah, it's it's pretty tacky. <laughs> uh, the best review um, I needed to get something new for my wedding day while I couldn't have picked a more flattering piece of jewelry uh, nothing says uh, marriage, mater- marriage material like the sweet gold plated combination of tangled snakes and an emblazoned skull uh, my guests were in- my guests were entranced by this, the eyes of the skull which glow red when midnight strikes nice. and the way it complimented my new wedding band I have to say mm. I have no idea how classy this watch uh, would make me feel on my wedding day. I felt like Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> <laughs> the the honorable mention for the next runner up best uh, best review is thanks Sa- thanks Satan for selling your watch. <laughs> Dude, it's horrible looking. Mm. Uh, my next and final will be the Auto Exec Wheelmate Steering Wheel Attachable Work Surface Tray. Um, so you ask yourself, what in the world is that? Um, well, let me give you the description. Being comfortable is one of the biggest challenges when on the road. Specifically designed with safety in mind, the Auto Exec Wheelmate fits with in the steering wheel when it's completely upside down. This allows you to make your steering wheel one of the most ergonomic <laughs> workspaces available. Wheelmate can fit in multiple different applications from holding your tablet, Bluetooth, keyboard, or simply being used as an eating surface. The lightweight construction makes it easy to carry in a bag or stow away when not in use. So the idea is you turn your uh, winch, your, uh, your uh, steering wheel completely upside down, and then you can fit this like little tray that fits inside of that um, to hold your things. So some of the questions, though, um, not just the reviews, are, are awesome. What are, what's the average number of fatalities per user? <laughs> just an estimate is fine. Um, is the auto exec wheel mate strong enough to hold up a microwave oven? I like to cook bacon in the morning, and this would save me a lot of time. Um, <laughs> does blood wipe off easily? <laughs> so I thought those uh, those were pretty funny. Uh, my husband Brad, here's the the review. My husband Brad always warns me not to try to update my Facebook page while I'm driving. You'll hit another pedestrian, he says. <laughs> this isn't the Enterprise. It's, there isn't a deflector array. Uh, then comes along this miracle product like this. I can see now happily, I, I can now happily fly at warp speed down the streets of Los Angeles, laptop or mobile device perched right in front of me so that I can keep my both eyes on it and not on the passengers screaming and running away. Um, thanks a lot, Wheelmate. <laughs> so I thought that that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah you have to get a look at picture, picture of this thing. It's some ignoramus design guru <laughs> engineered this thing. <laughs> right. You imagine, you probably came up with that after a couple of beers, I guess. Well, I'm telling you, at, at a whopping $25 a pop, or Prime, that's not a bad deal. For $23, <sighs> uh, you can get a woman with asthma inhaler pill and stick wall decal. <laughs> Wait, what? Let me show you this. What is that? <laughs> 
just to kind of give you an idea, I'm sure you guys know what the fat head is. You uh-huh, know, the vinyl right. stickers for fat head. We can order like a your favorite, you know, football player or uh, baseball player, superstar. Well, this one you can order is actually a grandma with an inhaler, and it looks like she's taking a deep breath. So, um, yeah, we don't. I don't quite get this one. But oh, for twenty three dollars, you can have it. Uh, best review is uh, so far is this one. My husband and I have been arguing about how to fill our large walls uh, on the stairs uh, for months. He wanted a mirror. I wanted a large image of an old lady using an inhaler. <laughs> I mean, duh. Um, having always been a little bit of a boundary pusher and somewhat of a decor daredevil, he's always uh, come up with these odd suggestions. A mirror, huh? When when he when he suggested. I actually laughed in his face. Then I told my friends who also laughed. <laughs> One question why I married him. She actually gave me the idea in the first place that she has a large decal um, above her fireplace. A beautiful piece named Man with Hearing Aid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can almost see uh, him tweak at the volume. Real art. Anyway, back to the woman with the breathing difficulties. <laughs> of course I won. And my husband, being a stubborn old mule, Walks down the stairs with his eyes closed now because he says he can't stand to look at it. <laughs> Although I have the feeling it's more to do with um, how he can't stand staring defeat in the face. Mm. The funny thing is, having walked down those stairs with his eyes closed for weeks without a fall, all of a sudden it happened and he broke both legs. <laughs> I took the opportunity to face him directly. And uh, I, excuse me, I took the opportunity to face him directly in the front of this amazing art until he appreciated. <laughs> I also took artistic photos and sent them into wall monkeys in case they wanted the decal of a man with walking abilities <laughs> wow that's nice wow well done lady mm. touche well done all right so uh i think that wraps up this segment and when we come back we're going to have our special guest yes yeah, steve west from silverpiston.com he's a amazing uh, silversmith jewelry uh, uh jeweler out of atlanta um, has a pretty big social media following, does some pretty kick-ass artwork or mm-hmm. uh, jewelry for uh, celebrities and just normal people like me and Biggin. I have not yet looked to see if he has anything on Amazon, but I am guarantee you he doesn't have any bad Amazon reviews. Yeah, I don't think he made like a silver banana slice or anything like that. So. <laughs> anyway, stay tuned. Words cannot describe how awesome Robert and his team at Webmerized are. In our time of need, Robert came through for us and devoted more time than expected to help our organization develop our new website. It truly is a blessing to have an individual that can speak to the average person not in the IT world in a manner that can easily be understood. The process of working with his team was painless, and I look forward to working with them for future projects. Our website is spectacular, and I'm really proud of what was developed by Webmerized. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Don't take Stella H's word for it and also Southern Fried Philosophies, but go out to webmerize.com, W-E-B-M-E-R-I-Z-E-D, or check out the sponsors link on our website. And if you mention the word biggin in your order, you'll get 10% off. Check them out at webmerize.com for your web services needs. We We talked about God's grace and all the hell we raised. Then I heard the old man say, God is great, bear is good, and people are crazy. He said, I fall to. Welcome back to the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. We have Steve West on the phone today. Um, he has a company called SilverPiston.com. He specializes in just custom jewelry. Pretty, as he puts it, he makes kick-ass jewelry for kick-ass people. So, welcome to the show, Steve. Thanks, guys. I guess I'm out. I don't. I'm not really kick-ass, so <laughs> you don't make anything for me. Neither am I. So, Steve, uh, I don't it. qualify for my own goods. That, that's all right. That's all right. So, Steve, uh, SilverPiston.com, man. It, I, I guess I first saw this. Um, a friend shared a picture of uh, the hobo ring, and mm-hmm. uh, I was just like, man, this is. What craftsmanship that you guys, I'm sure you probably take some crusty looking old Buffalo nickels and turn them into some pretty you know, majestic pieces of art. So tell us a little bit uh, how you got started and how, I guess, Silver Piston was birthed. Well, I got started in the summer of 2009 when I took a jewelry making class. I was a freelance graphic designer, been working marketing and advertising and corporate design departments. And um, 
I just wanted to do something with my hands, and I found a jewelry making class at a place down here called um, Amalgam Arts. That's what it was. Sorry about that. Wow. That's right. Yeah, and um, the first class, you know, just sitting there with silver, some solder, a torch, and a hammer, and made a ring for my wife, and it was pretty awesome. And I was pretty much hooked after that. It was just the whole idea of working with my hands and just you know, making something tangible instead of sitting and working on my computer for three hours and, you know, turning around the monitor and going, Hey, look at this. It was cool to have something in my hands. And after that first class, I took a couple more and just kept making jewelry and going to the open studio sessions and just learning different things and buying tools along the way. And then, um, one day in about November of 2012, 2013, um, I had a bag full of Indian head nickels. I had a complete fascination with those coins growing up. I don't know what it was. It was probably one, it's probably one of the coolest awesome. coins ever. Yeah, exactly. You know, I grew up in Asheville and, you know, my grandfather would take me out and we'd get a Coke or something and there would be that Indian head nickel and I just would hold on to it. I, I don't know. It was just something shiny and neat. And there was something majestic about the Buffalo and the native American and, well, anyway, I had a bag full of those Indian head nickels and I had made this half inch band out of silver. And I thought, hey, it might be kind of cool to saw the Indian head out of the nickel and put it on the band. And when I did, it was one of the moments of just like, oh, wow, this is this is amazing. And then I spent a couple hours on Google and looking through Etsy and nobody else did seem to have done it. You know, so the next weekend when I was back in my little shop, I did the same thing with the Buffalo side of it. You know, what do you know? It was just <laughs> as awesome. And that was kind of the birth of Silver Piston was doing the Indian heads first. But uh, after I kind of started getting known on Instagram, I started pushing them on Instagram and set up a little website on Etsy and started selling them. I had bought a hobo nickel a couple of years prior and not knowing then that it was kind of a piece of junk, but somebody in England that follows me on Instagram at the time hit me up and said, hey, you need to go look at this guy, Shane Hunter. He does hobo nickels. And I went and looked and, you know, I tried to bid on one and I got outbid, but I wasn't going to get defeated. So I ended up finding his email address and <laughs> emailed him through the address that I found on a Tumblr account. And, you know, we got on the phone and started talking and worked up a deal and I got four of them and that wow. was that was that I was working full-time and I kept growing silver piston that first year in 2014 and it just took off and I was working in a corporate at I'll just say a home repair store based out of Atlanta <laughs> and I just through caution of the wind decided to take it full-time and been doing it full-time for two and a half years now yeah, sometimes you got to take that jump when you have faith in yourself like that to start your own company. So I admire, I admire it. It really that. comes down to you. I just couldn't take the brain drain of corporate <laughs> anymore. I was That's about right. to lose my damn mind. It's like it's like a lobotomy working in the office. So um, and if people are, are listening, this is their first episode they've ever listened to. Our interview segment usually consists of people that we follow that we think they have an interesting story. Some of them are, you know, just career career people and other people that take chances and do small businesses like this. And we, and I love craftsmanship and tradesmanship. And this is the reason why we have Steve on today. It's just one of those things I found that was really pretty interesting because I, I mean, it takes a lot. Uh, how, how long does an average, uh, one of these Buffalo, uh, nickels or Indian head nickels, how, how long do they, uh, usually take to craft? Uh, I can, I can bang one out at a pretty good click at about half an hour. If I sit down and focus, Holy and just, wow. no saw blade. But that said, guys, when I first started this, that first one took forever. I think this, the, I, when I was first doing them, they used to take me about two and a half, three hours to do one. That's and now incredible. I've got it down. You know, I bought the tools to bend the metal. And, you know, when you're trying to bend a half inch piece of silver that's 14 gauge thick by hand without tearing up the metal, it's pretty tiresome. So as I started catching on and stuff, I started investing in tools. So I got, first thing I bought was a metal bender. Sure. And that, that cut a lot of the time out of the process. I can't even color between the lines. So I couldn't mm -hmm. imagine, no. you know, cutting a, one of these heads out like that. So 
man, my hat's off to you because I, I I thought it'd take a, each piece would take a lot longer. But hey, you've been doing it for a while now, so I'm sure you know the the ins and outs of it. So now I was re- yeah, I, I was reading. I, I can't even finish a dump in 30 minutes. <laughs> to be honest with you, I mean that's incredible. Um, I was reading through your web. I was reading through your website, and it says one of the first rings was a spinner ring. Did you cause this a fidget spinner apocalypse? Because if so, I'm coming after you, man. Yeah. No, I didn't do that. Okay. Okay. I found a spinner ring project. Uh, I found one of those little projects in one of the uh, jewelry books that was at that studio while I was taking classes. And it, what you had to do is you flared the end of the metal. And I just never really liked that. I okay. liked a uh, fit and finish. So I ended up doing them and doing a different way to where the ends had a perfect finish on them as opposed to that handmade, more handmade looking than I preferred at the time. But they are fidgety. I didn't cause the little spin thing the kids are doing now, but when I have my spinner ring on, I'll I tap it on the steering with the stereo. There, well, there you go. So, can you maybe explain? Because we had actually had to Google it. Can you explain to our listeners what uh, fidget or <laughs> spinner ring is? <laughs> oh, my spinner ring is called a throttler, kind of like the throttle on a motorcycle mm-hmm. was the reference. Um, but it's got usually three or four suspended rings in the middle of one ring and they're closed on each end. So those little rings spin freely That's and then they awesome. rattle when you shake it. It gives a little, little chiming sound. Hmm. I could, I could see, I could see fidgeting with one of those. Oh yeah. That's the real adult fidget spinner, I guess. <laughs> you didn't sell exactly. one Michael J. Fox by any chance, did you? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we just lost the Michael J. Fox fan club crowd. Yeah, Thanks. there Appreciate they go. That. Um, how, you know, obviously they, they don't make, uh, uh, Indian nickels or, uh, anymore. So are they coming, are they coming scarcer and scarce, you know, cause I have probably a handful, you know, just every year. Uh, the, there's the collectible side of those, but the, the Indian head nickels that Shane and I get are pretty much your pocket change nickels. And there's, you know, back in the thirties, they printed millions upon millions of these things. Sure. So they're still out there. I found some couple of places on eBay that I get consistent, good quality. And what I look for in the quality of my nickels is if the date's very legible on there, it's going to have the detail I need in either the Buffalo side or the Indian head side to, you know, really look like the coin it came from. Some of them are, you can find them for 50 cents, but they're pretty worn out. Still still a 10 times increased value for a, a five cent piece, but still, I'm I'm glad yeah. you can still find those. And also, I see that the uh, the mercury dime thing's pretty cool too. I mean, I I've probably got a handful of those too. After forty years, I probably <laughs> have maybe ten. So, I, but uh, Steve, I got some pretty fat fingers. Could you use a Kennedy half dollar on anything for me? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done anything bigger than a nickel. It's a little too big for what my tools have been at that point. Sure, understand that. Some other uh, some other cool things I just seen. I mean, uh, the, the stroke of luck rings. What was the inspiration behind those? Oh, um, those were really started. I used to I used to teach typography, which is basically letter forms inside of graphic design. You know, all your fonts and everything were done by a typographer. And I used to teach a class that was about font usage and setting type for magazines. But that's a whole other tangent. But that said, I'd had people hit me up to put their initials and other more colorful four-letter words to cut them out of material. And uh, I just decided one day I was going to set up and start. The most requested ones I ever got were seven and number 13. So I just decided to add them to the line. And then I got it set up to where I can cut out. I have a vinyl printer that I use to print out the letters. And then I put it on the brass. And then I saw it out with a little jeweler saw by hand. Like, I don't want you guys to think that I'm sitting here with like, you know, CAD machines and <laughs> lathes and stuff. It's just me with a file and a little jeweler saw, and my saw blades are about half a millimeter wide and a quarter millimeter thick. That sounds about is right. what I do all these with. Wow! So you're not you're not like the uh, Red Lobster Applebee's where they they go on comer- <laughs> they go on a commercial and have like a guy in a chef jacket and preparing fresh food, but really it comes out of a microwave, I guess. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's not me. Yeah, actually, I, I encourage anyone to go to. Uh, uh, Steve's website at Silver Piston. I actually watched the video, the promo video. It's mm-hmm. actually pretty cool. So, and and I I do admire your uh, your man beard or man goatee. So that's uh, still keeping that trend alive. I appreciate that. So, a lot of the, a lot of the hipsters are shaving them off now. So, 
Nah, keep in mind. <laughs> Steve, what's some of the, like, the... I guess the the thing that you like the most that you've created is there a, a specific ring that you've done for somebody or just a, a design that you really like to do the most? I've done, you know, of the stuff that I've done, there's a ring on there that's called the Goodwood ring and it's got um it's got a center inlay of Mokame and what Mokame is, it's like Damascus steel except Damascus steel is made by folding the steel upon itself. Mokame is made by layering a silver and copper and silver and copper sheets and fusing them together. And then a pattern will be cut into it with like a ball burr. And then as you roll it out, it creates this wood like pattern. And that's um, it's a Japanese technique from the 1700s. And it's called Mokame Agane, which really translates to wood look. But that ring on my side is my favorite one that of right now. But you know, I've done some other rings that are little one-offs. I did a ring, Shane and I did a ring for Steven Tyler a couple of years ago, wow. and that was pretty awesome. So you can't put that one away. Okay. <laughs> sure. Anytime you do anyone, yeah, I'm sure anytime you do an item for a big, a big, big name like that, it's got to be, it's a memory maker. So that's, it's pretty cool. So it is. And that I've done a number of things for some more famous people that, you know, I haven't had the celebrities reach out to me, but it's people that work with or for the celebrities that I've been hit up to make something custom for them because they wanted to give them a gift that, you know, you can't just go down to the mall and pick up. Sure. Wow. You know, uh, we did a key fob last December that I designed out and Shane engraved. And a friend of mine works with Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, hmm. and he wanted to get him a key fob on a half dollar. Uh, because Dwayne's a big car collector and, you know, we did that for Frank Mossy, who's the photographer. And it was, a, it was what's called a wrap gift. When they finish up a movie, a lot of the cast and crew that work close together, exchange gifts. And, you know, I made the wrap gift for the rock. Wow. Well, you can keep name dropping if you, if you want to Absolutely. Keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just, it, it obviously shows the quality of your product. That's awesome, yeah, man. Yeah. I would. Crap bricks if I did something for it's the not, rock. Yeah, it's not like they're going down to the local pennies and picking up a, a piece out of the catalog. <laughs> right. So Exactly. Get... And that's you know, that's the part, you know, I'm not your box in the mall guy, you know. You come to me when you want a little bit different jewelry that, you know, you can't go to the mall and pick up necessarily. And I'm still you know, I've got a good following on Facebook, but I'm still not known enough that, you know, you can get something unique that your friends won't, you know, be able to go pick up without hunting around for it. Sometimes uh, being in a niche market, you know, is, yeah. is the best way to go. So tell us about it. <laughs> We're trying to do this podcast. But uh, yeah, well, that's the great thing about it is the the big thing with leaving corporate world and leaving advertising and marketing is I only have to answer to me. You know, yeah. as long as my customers mm. are happy, I don't have to deal with meetings. I don't have to deal with approval for designs. You know, I've done some rings that you know didn't sell that much, and I just drop them off, and I keep on going it's not a big deal to pivot right so you also on your website have photography so you you also dabble in that yeah i've been doing photography off and on when i was a freelance graphic designer in the early 2000s first starting out i had clients that didn't have budgets to pay a photographer and i'd taken some photography in college mm. so i bought a digital camera and just started making the images i needed for whatever the project was and kind of kept that going for years and then when i started silver piston well i didn't have money to pay a photographer but i had a camera and <laughs> that just kind of re-sparked my interest in photography and i've been carrying a camera around with me for a few years now and just kind of putting together a portfolio and looking to you know try to find some jobs that'll send me traveling on somebody else's dime <laughs> sure so you can uh if you're just listening you can get him to be a wedding photographer and make your wedding ring. Bam. How oh, no, that? no, no, no. There's <laughs> no way in the world I'm going to be a wedding photographer. There's way too much responsibility if something yeah. goes awry with that. I would never want that responsibility. You're exactly right. No, sir. <laughs> yeah. So, Go ahead. Go ahead. So, uh, motorcycles. What, uh, what, what, what you like to ride? If you ride a motorcycle, you, you don't have to ask that. It's just... <laughs> It, you can't really put it in words. There's just nothing like it. 
I love mine. I love just riding to work and back on a motorcycle is better than a car pretty much any day. Absolutely. Being out of the cage. Yes, exactly. And I haven't had a good road trip in about a year and a half, almost two years now. And it's about time I just loaded up the bike with a couple of bags and take off for another couple of weeks. There you go. Charlotte's a great place to come do that. Just in, just in case if you want to come on up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely holler at you guys when I head on through there. Absolutely. Um, so what, 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 what kind of bike do you ride right now? I guess. Uh, I just picked up a Kawasaki. It's a, it's a ZRX 1200. It's an early two thousands. It's kind of a throwback to their muscle bikes in the early eighties, the Kenny Roberts bikes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I had bought a Ducati Hypermotard in January, toward the end of January this year. And the first week of February, somebody was nice enough to come and liberate it from me in front of my house <laughs> in the middle of the night. Oh, no. You got to like so, that. I'm going to say you didn't after ask for all, permission. Yeah. So mm. I just decided I was going to – that was my fourth Ducati I've had. So I decided I was going to try something different. So I bought a Japanese muscle bike see what that's all about i gotta say i like it it's a pretty great bike so it's a lot less temperamental to ride around town than a ducati i'll tell you that you like the? i guess you like the cafe style racers is that your uh is that your kind of go to yeah i like the cafe racers i like the uh naked bikes basically mm. i'm not really into the you know the hyper fast sport bikes sure harleys are cool and all i just you know just don't want to have one because I don't want to have to make a payment on one. Yeah, no, I understand that. In fact, I'm looking for a motor for for uh, a Triumph motor. I'm trying to build a bobber, California style bobber. So, oh man, now I like a good Triumph bobber any day. That's right. Well, my dad had an old 650 Bonneville, or yeah, I think a 650 Bonneville back in the 70s. So I'm trying to get that. Just kind of have him something to tinker with too. So it's a good dad son project for sure. <laughs> No kidding. So, uh, small business. Um, any any advice to those aspiring entrepreneurs out there that you know have a have a unique product, probably have a good following, like 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 you on Etsy or Facebook or you know friends, family, whatever. That any advice you can give them? Man, the biggest thing, and a lot of people just don't remember this. Just don't be a jerk. Mm. That's just, (laughs) I get so many emails that I have, you know, rings are too small, too big. They're not happy with it. Can you repolish it? I respond to every email pretty much as soon as I get it. And even in the middle of the evening, because, you know, I work Mm. for myself. So my Mm. phone's always in my hand and I just, you know, I respond and I get things solved. And if I'm at fault at anything, I eat the cost out of it, you know, just the shipping and all that. And if there's a problem, I'm happy to pay to fix it or give you your money back. And I get more compliments on just not being a jerk and just taking care of the problem the customer had. It's just amazing to me how Mm -hmm. bad customer service is out there. Even with the small makers, I've had people tell me they've dealt with small makers that were just jerks about Mm -hmm. stuff. And just do that. If you can do that, you got half the battle won right there. Just keep your customers happy. Goes back to that love thy neighbor thing, I guess. Pretty much love thy neighbor even if they don't love you. <laughs> You're right about that. But I guarantee you, though, you fix a Someday pro- I can tell you there are some emails I want to tell some people to wear with all, but <laughs> you know what? They're in their own thing, and they've got their own problems, so maybe I'm just a vent box. I'll just get the problem solved. There you there go. You go. But, you know, you, you take care of a problem like that, I, I mean – most of the time, customer retention, they'll come back and buy another piece or at least refer you. They're not going to trash you on the, the, the Facebook reviews and, you know, do, do not order from this guy. He's a jerk. I mean, so you, you, you might have some customer retention there. So that's a good, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's the way it works. I mean, I think in the three and a half years total, I think I've had one person that I sent some stuff to and they just weren't happy with it. And, you know, they had their reasons for it, and I gladly gave them their money back. I wasn't going to argue with them. That's a good policy to have. That's all you can do. Yeah. So, uh, Steve, we're going to wrap this up, but, hey, we appreciate you coming on today. Once again, this is Steve West on uh, the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. You can uh, get in touch with him and look at his products at silverpiston.com, uh, Instagram at Steve West, um, Facebook at Silver Piston. Is there any other social media sites like Pinterest or anything like that that we can uh, pass out? 
No, just those three, okay. just the Facebook and the Instagram okay, and my website. Well, once again, Steve, we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Well, I, I appreciate Steve being on the show. Uh, and appreciate you guys for listening. Yeah, what a fun interview. Yeah, good guy. Hey, guys, uh, please go to iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Look up Southern Fry Philosophy. Give us a like. Um, please share your ep- uh, favorite episodes with your friends. Um, actually, man, I'll tell you what, it's, we got a lot of people going back through our back catalog, which yeah. is surprising. So, 360 anyway. something uh, likes now on the Facebook page. So, well, yeah, the, we got to get the Facebooks up. Yeah. yeah I, think about, I think about hiring an Indian kid to basically just buy some fake followers. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> that really doesn't work. But anyway, yeah, please go to the, one of those. Um, our media media broadcasters give us a, a like and like I said subscribe that helps us up and moving up on the food chain once again and the rock charts so there you go right. also go to our social media uh, Facebook Southern Fry Philosophy at Twitter and uh, SF excuse me at Twitter and Instagram at SFP Radio and also go to our new website our new updated website mm-hmm. at southernfryphilosophy.com. And uh, if you have any emails that you want to give to us, we we won't listen to them or read them. But uh, anyway, if you did need to, it's <laughs> sfpradio at gmail.com. You can get a hold of us there as well. Uh, thanks again for listening. And as always, keep looking up.